This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. Good morning to you. Welcome into Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Jay White. I'm here today with Jeremy Thompson, the Hattiesburg computer doctor. Coming up this week, it's more of the same thing you heard the last couple weeks. Elon Musk trying to figure out how to run a company. This guy's got a bajillion dollars, but it's like he's never done this before. But, you know, it's a new day, so he's going to institute some new policies. It drives everybody crazy. But it sure is fun to watch, though, from the outside looking in. So we'll see what company has been impersonated by somebody random who bought an $8 blue check mark and blew up half the stock market. I will also take your questions about what's going on with your personal tech and anything you're looking forward to, whether it's new games, new gaming systems, something you could put in your house, something you could talk to that isn't really a human, but will talk back to you somehow or another. That's all coming up. Everyday Tech is MPB Think Radio's show about consumer technology and your very own personal IT department. All wrapped up into one convenient package. We want to hear from you this morning. Got any tech problems, issues, or questions? Do you have a story or experience to share? Have you been impersonated on Twitter? You can email us, everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Yes, if you are on Twitter and uh, are anybody with any kind of magnitude of scope and popularity, there's a good chance you've been impersonated over the last week. Uh, which uh, excludes me. I've not been impersonated yet. I've had a copycat uh, account made of me on Instagram. Uh, I don't think that's because of uh, any kind of popularity I have. It's uh, I think it was somebody's... Uh, How flattering. Right? It was somebody's uh, rogue attempt to make some money. Good for them. I have no issue with that. Uh, but I did have... If there was a... <laughs> A, a random copycat Instagram. And at the time, I was not doing anything with my Instagram at all, which is what, you know, all of a sudden people were like, hey, what? why are you hitting me up on Instagram for money? I'm like, I'm not. I'm not a prince anywhere. Uh, anyway. All right. So good morning, Jeremy. How's it going? How's the last week been for you? Has the Hattiesburg computer doctor been impersonated on Twitter or any social media platforms? Uh, no, I don't have a Twitter for the computer doctor. I have a Facebook <laughs> and um <laughs> Uh, what other social thing do I have? I have a Google page. Uh, and then I have a web page. I, I never delved into Twitter, and I'm pretty glad seeing as how Elon Musk is definitely putting the twit in Twitter right now. And uh, I thought I would be tired of this by now, but honestly, it's been so much more amusing than I thought. I was all doom and gloom about it, like, oh, no, people are going to be impersonating people. It is hilarious. This is absolutely hilarious. Yes, it uh, the 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 greater common good has had much fun with this, uh, which I guess maybe uh, to to your point is kind of unexpected. Like you expect the worst of humanity to grab something like this and take a hold of it, but uh, yeah, uh, the, the how this can go poorly has been exhibited in hilarious ways. Um, yeah, just a number, a limitless seemingly number of fake accounts which have purchased um, the blue check mark, the Twitter blue for $8 a month, uh, which has been suspended, unsuspended, resuspended, and, and temporarily suspended several times over the last few days as things have gone sideways. Started with, uh, I think what, what blew the doors open was um, a pharmaceutical company, a big pharma 
uh, tech company Eli Lilly was spoofed um, first. And um, this got people's attention because when Eli Lilly was spoofed, um, um, the biggest three insulin producing companies in the world, all of their uh, stock prices tanked. Uh, well, yeah, uh, but Eli Lilly's took a, a big hit uh, this first day. But that's only the beginning of it. There's been several things since then, including. <laughs> Tell us what the tweet said, Jay. Uh, I don't have it what right in front of me. I was, I was looking for it specifically, but I, I've got uh, the, the story that I have in front Basically, of me. Uh-huh. They said that they said that insulin was going to from now on be free. Insulin is going to be free. Said. Yep. Yeah. And their stock price dropped over two billion dollars. Boy, greed is expensive. It is. It is. Here's one from a uh, a Twitter account called PepiCo, not PepsiCo, but PepiCo, P E P I C O. And it just says Coke is better. Uh, that's one. It got fourteen thousand eight hundred likes, and this was as of uh, I don't know several days ago. Uh, pay eight dollars to do that. It is easily worth it, is it not? I mean, if you're just yes, paying, yes, if, if, if you're paying eight dollars just to troll a real company with a blue check mark, this, I mean, that's some of the cheapest entertainment um, you can buy. For the guy who impersonated Eli Lilly, I mean, I just want to tip my hat. I mean, I don't think it's funny that companies lose money, but at the same time, it shows us how fragile this whole system really is. Right. Kind of like it's not even real, and it's sort of just inflated. Well, I, and I don't, I don't necessarily mind uh, an industry with a 300% markup uh, getting checked into the boards really, no, ni- really nicely either. like that. I don't have a problem with that at all, to be dead honest with you. Uh, here's one from uh, uh, a blue checkmarked Nestle uh, with the actual Twitter handle is at Nestle Death Cult. <laughs> and uh, Nestle says, we steal your water and sell it back to you, LOL. 44,900 likes on that one. Here's a Tesla copycat at Tesla Real. I like the, the idea that went into that one. Uh, breaking, a second Tesla has hit the World Trade Center. Now, that probably not, probably you took that one too far. And, and you know what? That's, that joke is, uh, that's not a funny joke. But uh, it, w- it still had a blue check mark on it because you could buy that for $8. Right. Um Here's one from McDonald's, D-A-N-A-L-D-S. I'm surprised McDowell's hasn't had something to say about this. The Big Mick. Uh, proud to announce that all McDonald's locations will now be serving beyond meat. Our meat is far beyond its expiration date. <laughs> it's got the check mark over at McDonald's. Hey, it's legit. Uh <laughs> Here's one for Lockheed Martin, but the uh, the Twitter is Lockheed Martini, which is fantastic. <laughs> uh, we'll, uh, we will begin halting all weapons sales to Saudi Arabia, Israel, and the United States until further investigation into their record of human rights abuses, and then period. That's not how wow. a sentence works right there, but uh, – <laughs> uh, and then a hashtag, wow. we are LM, but uh, yeah. Lockheed Martini. And it goes on and on and on. Nintendoofus is one that copied Nintendo of America, and it's just a picture of Mario flipping you off. 
Uh, and yeah, it goes on and on and on and on and on. So it comes as somebody no... Commented, somebody commented on that one and they were like, Mario wouldn't do that. And right. they commented back and they're like, he just did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. what I mean, if, if, if you are loyal to Twitter, boy, things are sure, they must be more fun than they usually are because usually Twitter is just a lot of neg- negativity. Uh, and, and I guess kind of attacking back and forth, but this is, there's some real entertainment here. Like the, the, I mean, just the whole, um, the whole creativity behind making the knockoff Twitter account names is like Lockheed Martini. Come on, dude. I mean, that's, (laughs) I want to sign up for $8 a month just to support that guy's creativity. Lockheed Martini is fantastic. But anyway, McDonald's is very good. Uh, somebody has to have McDowell's already, right? Some, we've probably, got to be able I mean, to come up with... There even be a place called Mc, McDowell's. Right, there probably is a real McDowell's, which is unfortunate. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't want to spoof a real company, but if there wasn't a McDowell's, man, we've got to... Well, there's, there's a lot of trolls out there on the internet. I mean, we've seen it, you know, when they put up a, a, a boat to be named online and the name that they are a, a naval ship, not a boat um, to be named online. And the name that they came up with was Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the internet is always, I, I, I can't, I, I just, I was so wrong about this one. I was so afraid that people were going to be misled in a, in a, in a bad way, but the, the trolls of the internet have had a, a great time making us laugh and, and show us how fragile this thing is. Um, Having said that, um, I, I, publicly, the way that Twitter looks right now, um, I, I think the uh, the expression "no press is bad press." I don't I don't know if that necessarily applies in this situation because it's just everywhere. I yeah. mean, everybody's talking about Twitter, but not a lot of it is good. No. Especially us. This is like our third week talking about Twitter. Yeah, and. If it wasn't so darn prominent, it would be like kicking a dead horse at this point. But now it's just like, well, what's he going to do today? <laughs> yeah. And it is interesting. Like, it, So you think that a guy who has been able to amass you know, billions of dollars of personal worth would, would not succumb to you know, getting out here on a public platform and just kind of, I don't know, acting on a whim, it seems? Um, yeah, it seems to be pretty impulsive. Yeah, and billionaires maybe, billionaires maybe. seem to be planned, well thought out, you know, um, put together, uh, all their moves with tons of vetted logic and reason behind it. it. Seems to not be the case with Elon Musk and Twitter, which is part of, I think, I mean, because where in history have we had billionaires who've had, you know, public social platforms to kind of act out on not really a script we've ever had a chance to follow very much so that i think that's uh, yeah, kind of the draw of this last decade yeah yeah it's it's interesting and i'm i mean like obviously this has to be intentional there is there is some reason that he is just completely dismantling it and he wants to completely change the way that twitter is i don't know exactly what the plan is but i mean there's got to be a plan yeah uh, back in february march whenever this was announced I was like, you know, I question his motives for what he's doing. And now I'm just I, I, I'm baffled. I mean, is he trying to show people how you can take 
$44 billion and turn it into no dollars <laughs> and, uh, and, and have a non-functional company? Yeah. I mean, any, any average Joe off the street could have done that. And I think, honestly, they would be doing a better job at, at, at cautiously running the company. It's like, you know, when I make small changes in my own company, like say I want to run an ad campaign or something, I don't run that for one day and go, oh, that didn't work. And people called me and told me I was terrible and I, I, this isn't going to do. You know, business decisions, they take weeks to to set in and really see how they're going to work. So I just don't understand a company of this scale with with the, the massive reach that it has being so publicly slapped back and forth shamelessly. Yeah. Like he is he's bashing his engineers online on Twitter and they are like pushing back on him. And when they do, most of them are being fired. Right. Well, I know if, if I had somebody in my shop that was telling me, yeah, yeah, everything you're doing is right. Yeah. You don't make any mistakes. I would have a horrible company because I would not be able to see the forest for the trees and I would not be able to see where where my mistakes are room to grow not just to throw them out there and screw up things as quickly as possible. I mean, that, that is a motivational tip is make as many mistakes as you can as quickly as you can. But with an established company like Twitter, it seems reckless and foolish. And I don't, I don't know what other people think. Look, I would love to know what our listeners think about this whole thing. Cause we've just been droning on about this forever. What is the actual public image of Elon Musk right now? Because to me, it's like, Rich boy, spoiled, wants to get his way owning a social media company just so he can say he did it. Yeah, and I don't know why the 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 publicly – it's almost like he's trying to publicly shame the way Twitter had been run. Yes, uh, exactly. By like, calling – This is all intentional. Yeah, like by calling these people out – and I, I mean, they're just employees. Uh, right. You know, we a lot of times the, the stories that I get uh, about consumer technology from week to week are on the website, theverge.com. They have uh, uh, their the right hand panel of their website is the five most popular sites on their or stories on their website. Th- three of the five right now start with the words Elon Musk. Um Number two on their list is Elon Musk says he fired engineer who corrected him on Twitter, which is what you were just talking about. Uh, the number three story is Elon Musk ignored Twitter's internal warnings about his paid verification scheme, which kind of plays back into that previous story. And then the latest is from this morning, and it's Elon Musk demands Twitter employees commit to, quote, unquote, extremely hardcore culture or leave. Wow. So um, and here's the here's the email that he sent to Twitter employees earlier this morning. Going forward to build a breakthrough Twitter 2.0, which is what he's calling it, and succeed in an increasingly competitive world, we will need to be extremely hardcore. That's a great sentence. This will mean working long hours at high intensity. I mean, what? (laughs) Our uh, only exceptional performance will constitute a passing grade. Twitter will also be much more engineering-driven. Design and product management will still be very important and report to me, but those writing great code will constitute the majority of our team and have the greatest sway. At its heart, Twitter is a software and servers company, so I think this makes sense. If you're sure that you want to be part of the new Twitter, please click yes on the link below. It's almost like a phishing email. 
Uh, anyone who has not done so by 5 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow, uh, meaning Thursday, will receive three months severance. So basically, here's an opt-in email on working harder and longer, or you're fired. Uh, whatever decision you make, and you get three months severance. Right. Whatever decision you make, thank you for your efforts to make Twitter successful, Elon. There you go. Okay. Well, I hope there's a massive exodus, and he's left there trying to put this thing back together himself. It is crazy how he is treating his people, and um, you know. We're, we, we all want to go home and get away from our jobs at some point or another. And he's trying to create a workforce of people that have no choice but to work. And it just seems so desperate with something that's already been established. Like, I mean, if he was going to go through all this, shouldn't he have just created his own platform to destroy? Really? I mean, it would cost a lot less because he's not buying all that audience and all that data. He could just not build only it. that, but he's, he's not listening to his engineers, like the people that have been working on this thing for years, the people that have streamlined this thing and made it work as best as it could, yeah. and he's ignoring all of them. It almost seems like I think everybody would have a much more open, I guess, opinion of what he's trying to do if he was building it from scratch. And this was a thing that was you know, made in the image that he has in his head from the start. Instead of taking what was already an uh, almost said Uber, that would have been funny, a super popular platform and breaking it because uh, that seems to be what he wants to do is just break it. So I don't know. If you sent me one last night, uh, one more. Uh, it's time to come clean. Marmite is better than Vegemite. It always has been from <laughs> from Vegemite for real. So that is. Uh, Man, I don't even know. Even even the companies are doing this now. Right. I mean, they, they even said, like, best $8 we ever spent. <laughs> they completely owned up to impersonating the company because now doing it on Twitter is a meme. This action has become a meme. Yeah. McDonald's. That's so good. If you have a take about Twitter and all that kind of stuff, you certainly are welcome to call in and give us your take on it. If you think it's good certainly cool we've kind of we've poked some fun at it it is fun to watch uh but hey if you think he's uh if, if you see the vision the long-term vision call us and let us know what you see <laughs> mcdonald's all right you can email us everydaytech at mpbonline.org all right before we head to the phones uh, i mentioned this before the break taylor swift crash Ticketmaster, uh following uh putting uh pre-sale tickets up for sale and i don't understand the concept of pre-sale my wife asked me about pre-sale for video games just last night uh the the point of pre-sale and i was like um i don't know exactly what the point of pre-sale is but uh the massive demand for pre-sale tickets for her latest concert tour crash Ticketmaster, yesterday the company's support account tweeted that fans quote may be experiencing intermittent issues and that it's urgently working to resolve problems. I wonder if they called Elon. On Tuesday, Ticketmaster said the pre-sale has led to historically unprecedented demand for tickets with millions showing up to the pre-sale. Millions. Despite the issues, the company says it has sold hundreds of thousands of tickets already. But when the sales are for the giant stadiums that Swift will be playing at, that may not be as impressive as it sounds. Ticketmaster will also be delaying the on-sale times for the Los Angeles, Las Vegas, 
uh, Santa Clara, which is San Francisco, and uh, Seattle shows to uh, 3 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, the Capital One presale, which had been scheduled for Tuesday, has been rescheduled for Wednesday. So there's so much demand for presale of Taylor Swift Tay Tay tickets that they're having to to uh, scale out, uh, or I guess stagger out her presale. So that's interesting. It must be good for so, her her tour I, folks if if the presale crashed the ticket website. What were you saying, Jeremy? Uh, the uh, the basic difference between the presale tickets and the regular tickets are the presales are set to release at a designated time, and there is usually a finite. I mean, there's definitely a finite amount of them, but there's there's a certain amount that are available before they're for sale to the public. So it's usually available by like a private link. Um, it's not just something that you can just get. Like you have to be like part of the special email list or whatever to get the link to be invited to it. It wasn't like you could just go to ticketmaster.com and get it. Oh wow. So they oh so they they had an idea how many people they were going to be serving. And That's the other thing is pre-sales will also kind of give you an idea as to how big the demand for what you're selling is going to be. Yeah. They got work to do. <laughs> and it gives up it, it also it 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 it's for publicity. I mean, look at how much news attention this is getting from her sh- her pre-sale being sold out and crashing the server. Yeah. It just looks good for business. It does. It does. Um <laughs> there's it it's caused political backlash too and I don't even want to get into that, but it's, you know. Um Somebody was talking about how Ticketmaster is a monopoly and its merger with Live Nation should have never been approved and needs to be reined in. Uh, there's uh, That's a point to be made. But, uh, yeah, so interesting. So we've got that to talk about if you want to. Um, and the fact that um, Twitter, in, in, it's something I wanted to mention in the last segment, but Elon Musk is taking over Twitter at the same time that big tech is shedding employees by the thousands. And I'm sure that's something you've seen over the last week, Jeremy. Amazon, um, Meta, uh, Twitter already had announced that they were laying uh, several thousand people off. But, you know, now Elon, he's he's sent them the opt-in email. So, but yeah, there's... there's, I'll send you your unemployment. Right. There's tens of thousands of folks in the tech industry that are being laid off this week. Uh, I guess the Amazon, the latest to announce uh, 10,000 employees could be finding somewhere else to work. So uh, not what you want to hear uh, in tech. I don't know that we necessarily didn't see this coming. Uh, it's slipping, man. I mean, we've kind of hit like critical mass here. Like uh, what, what, else, what are we going to put out next? Yeah. We got VR, we've got phones, we crazy crazy battery life and camera quality and it's like what what do we do now uh we wait for these companies to find new ways to squeeze money out of us and they are having trouble because you can only mine so much information from your people yeah yeah and uh well right and i mean furthermore and, and the people aren't making the money they were making um, well you can tell that there is a there's a shift going on in tech because things are sort of lukewarm we used to really be big on Gmail because it had really good spam filtering. Gmail spam filtering has taken a turn for the worst. 
Google services as a whole yeah. are not as good as they used to be. In fact, Google, the search engine, is not as good as it used to be. There's so much paid linkage going on in Google now. You don't know if you're getting a legitimate result or something that somebody has SEO'd to the top that has no useful information in it whatsoever. Yeah. And when I say SEO, I mean search engine optimization, where when you build a website, you go into the back end, you put in a bunch of keywords to make people find your site, and then you drive it to the top of the Google rankings. These algorithms don't work anymore. I would like to hear from other people who have searched for something on Google and not found what you were looking for. Most of the time, me personally, I find more information and better information on Reddit than I do with Google. Oh, absolutely. So now when I search, when I search Google, I'll say whatever I'm looking for, Reddit or site colon reddit.com and get better quality information than what Google can bring to the table anymore. Yeah. So we're finally seeing this like point of nullness with these companies where like they can't get the revenue that they need to do what they're doing anymore. And all their old stuff has just started to collect dust and become ignored. Absolutely. Now, all right. I'm sure somebody from Google could call it and be like, Hey, we've been working on the engine and the algorithm and all this stuff. Yeah, but is it doing anything? Is it is it working better for people? Because I, I don't believe it is. Right. Well, I think it depends on how differently you see what the purpose of the search engine is. If it is a search engine for, you know, Internet users, you know, which is what it was originally designed to be, you know, then you're talking about, well, maybe it's not as good as it once was. And there's more competition uh, to be sure these days. But at the same time, if you're an investor in Google, it probably is working really well for you because, you know, <laughs> it's always doing what, what everybody hoped it would it was going to do, which is mine information, as you mentioned. Um, so, yeah, pretty interesting. Let's go to the phones, though. We've got a couple of calls lined up. Let's start with Raylani, who is in Hattiesburg. Raylani, good morning. What's going on? Good morning. I need to know how... Uh, if I what to do in order to play a CD or a DVD on my Mac, Big Mac, it'll play on my laptop, but it won't play on my Big Mac. And the okay. computer doctor knows <laughs> my what I have. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um, so when you put the CD in your Mac, you've got mm -hmm. the top of it face, facing you, and the bottom is facing away from you, right, towards the back okay. of the computer? when you say top, one side is like white and the other side is like clear. Oh, um, so. so it's going to be the side that looks rainbowy. Look at that side. Uh-huh. When you when you hold it up in the light, it should have little little bits of rainbows on it. That's going to be the okay. back, unless it's a double-sided disc, but it sounds like it's not. So make sure that's facing the back of the computer and you can see the label as you put it in your mm -hmm. Mac mm -hmm. and then open up iTunes and see if it plays. It plays well on my laptop, laptop. Hmm. but I mean, it you, just goes right, you know, it goes in and it picks up automatically in place. Mm -hmm. So when you put but it in your Mac, does it spit the disc back out immediately or does it, does yes, it keep it in there? Almost, almost, almost back immediately. Right out. Hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, that sounds like you might have a bad disc drive then. Oh, okay. Well, uh, 
I you can uh, rather than well rather than try to fix it, Mr. Lonnie, what you can do is you can get an external CD driver, and you can use that to listen to your CD. I mean, it is possible okay. to replace it, but but given the age of your Mac and everything, mm-hmm. the labor, mm-hmm. the cost, it would just be mm-hmm. much easier to hook a little external drive up and listen to your CDs that way. You can get them from uh, Best Buy for. Uh, probably thirty, okay. forty bucks. Uh, well, that that's a good deal. Uh, why well, you were talking about Google? Mm-hmm. I went to look at my TV last night, and I couldn't get in without filling out a whole list of stuff. Um, and it had never happened. This TV is like three years old, at least. Uh, with the big V, and and so, what did you have to fill I out? I couldn't did get in. User information. I did, and then I thought to myself, why all of a sudden is anyone? Oh, they were upgrading the TV. It said. Upgrading but it wanted your personal information in order to upgrade it. Yeah, I had to put in my G my Gmail my email account uh-huh and my zip code huh very strange and it would not um, take my roku or anything until i did that what I kind of tv to, do you, you have know, it's a oh gosh start with the v i got it from sam starts with a c V as in Victor. Oh, oh, it's a Vizio then. Vizio, yep. Okay, so it's a Vizio. Vizio TVs have Google Chromecast built into them. Um, It was probably wanting you to log into your Google account so that it could set up your Chromecast apps, but it only needs to do that if you're going to use those apps on your TV. Uh Uh-huh. Well, Well, what I was thinking, it might have been like a firmware update or something like that that Uh might have logged all of her information out and they might have needed her to... Does that sound like something? I will take your advice, and as far as Mr. Elon Musk, mm-hmm. I would love for him to give me enough money to start uh, charger sites for electric cars in Mississippi. We don't have enough for the the um, Teslas to point out Mississippi route for charging. You know, the fast charges for your car? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's only, I mean, he's got enough money, he he wouldn't even miss it. But well, And I can't, um, you know, affording his, those, uh, his stock is even over my head. Well, we're pretty sure that he listens to our show, so he may have heard you, and mm-hmm. he might be back in touch. I mean, we're pretty certain, because <laughs> we've talked about a lot of stuff, and then we've seen uh-huh. things change, and we're like, he's... He's definitely listening to us. We're a big deal. Well, tell him we need some chargers in Hattiesburg, and I'll be glad to be his manager. There you go. I'll tell you what, we're going we're gonna to make right. a fake Tesla account. We're going to make a fake Tesla account, and we're going to pay the eight bucks for the check mark, and we're going we're gonna to hit him up and do exactly that. Okay, you do that. You have a good day. All right, thank you, you too, Rolani. We appreciate it. All right, so I did look quickly, and I think there are a couple of spots there's a Hattiesburg supercharger spot. I think that's a Tesla-specific thing. 
or branded. That's over there in front of Target, yeah. Yeah. There's eight superchargers there available 24-7. Uh, and then uh, there is an EV charging station, quote-unquote, at uh, Turtle Creek Crossing, which is the mall, right? Um, yeah. That may be the same place, just I named that's differently. that's the same one, yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Um, it's the same place. It's just named differently because of uh, how it was in this uh, Google search entry. On the other side of Hattiesburg at the Mississippi Power uh, Building, there is an EV charger there. And as far as I know, that's the only other one in town. But yeah. as we get closer to 2030 and we get towards the uh, full EV sales from all car company plan that we're moving towards, I know it's got some bill name, but I don't know what it is. Anyways, as we get closer to that, you will see more of these charging stations pop up because you know the, the plan is – I guess by 2040, maybe 2045, 2050, everybody will be driving an electric car. It certainly won't be by 2030 because there'll be so many other old cars still on the road. Yeah. But it's a step in the right direction. So we'll see more of that as as we see more electric vehicles. All right. Let's stay on the lines here. And I like how she called her, her MacBook the Big Mac. Big Mac. Uh, it reminded me of McDonald's. All right, let's go back you to the phone. <laughs> right. Let's, now, that's Mike Tyson's punch out. All right, let's go to uh, Roger in Florence. Roger, thanks for calling. Good morning. What's going on? Good morning. Thanks for what you do. Yes, sir. <clears throat> it's mostly above me. I'm uh, an octogenarian, and I try to do things. But I have a MacBook, which is becoming obsolete. It's a 2017 model purchased in October of 18. It's already... Uh, uh, been it's been updated, and I've forgotten what the current uh, program is. But in the process, mm-hmm. it made my printer and and uh, scanner obsolete, so I had to buy a new one. Yep. That that's of course big tech for you. My particular problem is it may be something you can't answer. It has to do with I'm trying to learn to use dictation. That's the name of it. It's voice recognition so that I can just sit and dictate. And I got it working one time so that I could uh, talk and, and, and write, in other words, with my voice. And it, it supposedly learns my voice, and that's, that's difficult. And then you can say uh, period, and it'll put the, the punctuation period. But you can't say period. Uh, Without it, you can't dictate the word period. <laughs> you can't. So I don't know if that's part of the program or I'm doing it wrong. The main thing. No, it sounds like a glitch. Well, it, I think it's a glitch. Another glitch is as I dictate, and then I, I want to make a paragraph. I want to. I want to operate my my uh, return button on my keyboard. Mm-hmm. It cuts off the dictation. I have to go back to exit, I mean, uh, excuse me, yeah, uh, edit, and go down have, go down to the dictation, I mean, yeah, the dictation thing, and click it and get back to dictation. So, in other words, it won't let me stay in dictation mode if I ever hit the return button in order to make a paragraph. <laughs> It'll print the word paragraph, but it won't, it won't, I don't know how to make a paragraph. Now, I don't know who okay, so um, as far as 
your paragraph situation goes that I guess that's just the way that dictation is designed to turn itself off after you go to another uh, paragraph. But if you will press the function key twice, that I've should re-enable. I've tried function twice and that doesn't work. Yeah, that's. I looked this up online. I managed to do oh, that. It's it's uh, command option F1 or option F1. Sorry. So press the option key and F1. And that should start dictation. I'm sorry, the function key actually turns it off. Option, where, option. Okay, I see the option. So down there, yeah, down there yep. on the yes, uh, the bottom row, you'll see the option key, and then the F1 is going to be uh, on the higher up row above yes. the numbers. Hold them both so down, press, or just one after the other? Yeah, you hold the alt, and then press the F1, and that should turn the dictation back on. Yeah, but okay. Well, I can do that, or I can go up to edit and select it and do it, but that'd be quicker. Okay, I guess yeah, I just the, got to learn to do that in yeah. Any kind of baked-in software is always going to have its downsides because it's not the primary focus of that OS. It's just kind of an extra bell or whistle that they added onto it. So if you want to uh, get further into dicta dictation and you want software that's really made for it, you need to go outside of your Mac and look at some actual dictation software options like Dragon. Um, there's another one called Otter. There seems to be quite a few animals that dictate. Um, but that will, that will help uh, get you a better experience because the, the baked-in version just isn't going to be you know, super perfect, like with the period situation where it will put a period, but it won't spell the word period. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's very helpful, and I appreciate it. I'll, I'll try to look up uh, Dragon or Otter. If those are purchased uh, apps or what? Is that what they are? Yes, sir. They're, they're purchased apps that you can get for Mac uh, to do dictation. Yeah. Thank you very much. All Keep right. Thank you, Roger. We appreciate the call from Florence this morning. Let's go uh, back to the line. Let's see here. Let's go to John in Bentonia. John, thanks for calling. Good morning. What's going on? I compliment you guys are hitting it right on the head with all the Twitter and gargle maps, jokes, <laughs> and et cetera. And uh, the darn thing never does what I want it to do. But I, I'm not calling about gargle maps. Um, what 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 I wanted to uh, uh Actually, last on your last call I was, or uh, show, I was trying to get in touch with with Mr. Thompson because I've got an old Mac uh, created and, and and you know I did it on an old SE30 back in the 80s and you know it's it's a file that I created in Canvas, which which is a printing program that that does graphic design stuff and and mm -hmm. it it. it it's a, it's a type one diabetes, you know, paper log system that prints double sided on a, uh, uh, you know, eight and a half by 11 inch sheet of paper. And, you know, you trim off the edges mm -hmm. and it fits in whatever pocket that you're, you know, carrying your, your glucose meter in. So anyway, it's like the best backup, but I can't get that file, you know, on a PC because I, I, I hate Apple links, you know, we got your money mentality. And and I can't get it on a PC. I can't get it, you know, JPEGs and all this kind of stuff. And um, you know, at a reg at the right resolution. And and now the printer that you know I bought was dedicated for the 
you know, the, the Mac, uh, you know, won't, you know, can't even get cartridges for it, you know. And, you know, you don't mm-hmm. want to print it on an inkjet, you want to print it on a laser so it doesn't, you know, water doesn't uh, damage it and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, right. so I'm just kind of having that issue. And uh, so it sounds you know, like your trouble really is that you're just trying to get that file. Go ahead. Uh, the, it sounds like your I'm trouble sorry. is that you're trying to get that file off of your Mac so that you can use it on a newer system so that you can reprint it again. Done that. I can't get it to open in any program that will print it on a PC. I've got it. Okay, I've got so it what off you're, Mac, you know. What you're doing it, is it you're trying to take the whatever the file format is is probably the like the the, the three letter designation. Post-script. It's a postscript, it's postscript file. Yes, an early version. That's kind of I think what the problem is. So there's no way that you can convert that to something else on the on the original Mac. I. I, you know, I can't even connect that thing to the internet anymore. You know what I mean? So you wouldn't have to connect it to the internet to convert the file unless right. it's required. I don't have to, an application to do it. I see. Well, you've got to have something to open it on the yep. original program so that you can convert it to yep. something that the computer can use. Now, I'm not real familiar yep. with PostScript can't files. I mean, it says it's a vector graphic file. So it seems like either right. you're opening it with the wrong program. Have you tried opening it with something Adobe? Um, I haven't on a PC. However, Canvas does open it, but the only thing it will do, it won't export a file. And um, what it will do is, you know, allow you to print it. And all you can do is export it as a, as a PostScript file or print it. See, that's, that's the issue. And, and I so see. I can get that PostScript-generated file off of it and on a PC, but then, mm-hmm. you know, if I try to convert it with a converter to, you know, JPEG, the resolution, you know, goes down the drain, that kind of thing. I see. And um, <clears throat> there's, if you can't convert that file, then you're going to have to either recreate it on a newer setup, like a newer graphic design program, or you're going to have to find a way, or you're going to have to find a program that is compatible with that type of file. Just because you have it right. and you open it with a graphic design program doesn't necessarily mean that it can translate all the information. And everything I'm finding says that PostScript is an Adobe format, so you're going to probably need Adobe uh, Photoshop or something close to it to open that file. Well, that's what I want to hire you to do, because I don't want to buy PostScript, see what I'm saying? And and okay. you know, I, I didn't have any luck getting your your uh, you know company name and you know contact information. Okay, well that's fine. I'll be uh, happy to take a look at it for you. Like I said, uh, it's something I'm definitely going to have to uh, research yeah. because uh, I, graphic design is not really my strong suit. But files and whatnot, I can usually find my way around. So uh, my number six zero one five five seven zero four one one, and you can call or you sure, can text sure. that after the show. And if for some reason yeah. I do not pick up the phone, um, just leave me a message or shoot me a text. All right. That, that's perfect. Um, 601-557-0441. I got that right? 0411. Oh, gosh. 0411. Okay. You got it. Good. All right. Thank, thanks a lot, Mr. Thompson. All right, John. Sorry. Thanks for the call this morning from Bentonia. All right. Let's uh, continue on. And... Uh, Go to yep. Cat. Oh, 
I just messed up the phones. We had another call, but I messed that up. So, all right. 877-MPB. Well, no, it's too late. So if Kathleen can call back, we'll put her back in there. Kathleen from Osaka. Otherwise, no more time for calls. So I've been reading a lot about uh, the new Microsoft Surface Pro 9 that's come out lately. Have you heard anything about that, Jeremy? Do you have any interest in that? And what's your thoughts on the uh, Surface line in general over its over wait. its history? How much of those well, do you, you deal know, with at the shop anyway, I should say? Honestly, not many. Yeah. Um, usually when I tell people it's like 400 bucks to replace a cracked screen, they're like, okay, I'll just, I'll just replace it. Um, as far as problems with them, I don't, I don't see them a lot. I mean, unless somebody's got a cracked screen or something. So as far as I know, they work pretty well. Uh, or last year, earlier this year, I can't remember it all blurs together. Um, I got a Surface Go 3, mm-hmm. and I had to opt for the one with the uh, the i3 in it because the other two were just kind of dinky. But um, <laughs> I have since uh, replaced that because it's just, it's just not spiffy enough to do most of the stuff that I need to do. But those are the Surface Go's. So those are a little more underpowered than your Surface Pro's. Uh, and the one that you're asking about is the Surface Pro 9. Um, I do see that this one, uh, they're offering it in two different varieties. You've got the one with the Intel processor and the one with the ARM processor. Um, as far as the difference between the two, um, the ARM processor is going to be lower power. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's underpowered. It, it just means that it'll, be, it'll do better on battery life in a lot of cases. Um, it looks like the ARM one is actually spiffier than the, uh, the Intel one, although the Intel one is cheaper, so that kind of makes sense. I am not real well-versed on the difference, but everything I can see as far as benchmarks go, the Intel one seems to be better. It can uh, do better with gaming. It does better with video transcoding. Um, where the ARM processor really excels is in its battery life compared to the uh, mm. the Intel one, which gets about... 10 hours of battery life the surface with the arm will get about 11 hours and a quarter those are still both good though that's really good i still don't i don't see that being the 300 dollars difference between buying one tablet versus the other though yeah and i really can't find any other information besides that that would show any any significant reason to buy the more expensive one Well, Um, I'm going to have to take some time during our show, and uh, we're going to dedicate some time to digging into those Microsoft Surface. Uh, It's it's been a while since I've owned one of those. I had a three, which tells you how far back I go with it. But I'm ready to dig back in again. So the best way for me to learn is to talk about it on the show. But we got a couple minutes left, and we have Kathleen from Osaka back in. Kathleen, thanks for calling back. What's going on? Well, I'm not going to take much time. I'm going to ask a few questions just to the general air, okay? All right. One, these cars, all electric, uh, they're going to have to be made somewhere. That's a whole other thing about programming all our factories and all like that. They've got to have the batteries. The batteries have require a lot of these rare, rare earth minerals, with some of them told. We don't have that much. Russia does. 
So there's a question there. When we put these things out, uh, these uh, charging stations, are they going to be electrically uh, supported or are they going to be solar supported? Because if it's electrical, it just throws the ball right back on the grid. I'm not real educated, but I think there's going to be some problems there. So maybe next show you can give me some uh, material. Jay, I listen to y'all. I don't always have a question, but I do listen very well. Well, we appreciate it very much, Kathleen. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. That is an interesting question. And I do. Hey, look, they, they talk about this on autocorrect all the time because, of course, EVs are the rage. Uh, and 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 Coach, who is on autocorrect, always I, he understands that we're kind of being mm, routed, I guess, bottlenecked into the future with EV cars. But he's like, just hang on, you know, it's it's not just it's not a it's not a switch you'll be able to flip on and off. Uh, it's just not that easy. So uh, they wind up crossing over that topic at least once a show. So uh, if you have more questions about EVs, certainly do listen to AutoCorrect and uh, call them. That's uh, on Thursdays at 10 a.m. Don't Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.